everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm ready to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. That's right. It's coming to get you. Only Mr. Burns can save us. I. None of what you just said is true. Are you sure? I'm, yes. I want all the scholarly information I got from this episode about the Loch Ness Monster. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Um, appreciate all our supporters. This week's episode, Monty Can't Buy Me Love, episode AABF17, originally aired May 2nd, 1999, written by John Schwartzwater, directed by Mike Scully, received a 7.3 rating, approximately 7.26 million viewers, received, let's see, finished 30, 43rd in the ratings for that week. My goodness. I don't know... How did well? How well it did on Fox? I assume it finished in second or third, like it has been lately. Chalkboard gag. I have neither. I've ne- neither been there nor done that. It's all right. Although, if it's Bart, he probably has been there or done that. Sure, he is really bad at not doing things. Uh, the couch gag is the circus extravaganza chorus line couch gag that we've seen before. This has. This is a repeat. Confirmed. Well, at the end of the season, that's generally the way it goes. Sometimes. It's hard to tell anymore. Um, the episode guest stars Michael McKean as Jerry Rude, who is... I don't know who Michael McKean is. What? Matt, you know who Michael McKean is. I really don't. We what? You remember Spinal Tap? Yeah. He's in Spinal Tap. He's one of the band members. He's He was on Saturday Night Live. Oh. He's in Wayne's World. He's in dozens of movies. He's in all the Christopher Guest movies. Great. Michael McKean. Now I know that. I did not know that before. He's playing Howard Stern. <laughs> this is him playing Howard Stern. Jerry Rude is just Howard Stern. Yeah. They tried to get Howard Stern, I guess, for the part in Howard's to play basically play himself, and he said he didn't want to do it. So they got Michael McKean to play a thin analog of him. And Jerry Rude, which is a pretty good name, honestly, for a Howard Howard Stern esque shock jock. Jerry Rude's not so bad. Um episode begins with Antiques Roadshow. It's not Antiques Roadshow, but it is Antiques Roadshow. Do you remember the name for the fake show? Cash in Your Legacy, Matt. That's the name of it. Yes. That's... Which, apparently, antique the values of antiques have gone down in the last 15 years or so. Huh. Interesting. I don't know why. It's probably a myriad of factors. But they're watching it. Uh, Moe's Beer Tap was extraordinarily valuable, but Homer ruined it by carving his name into it. Not not great for Homer. This is all... The, the, whole fam- the family's watching Antiques Roadshow. And... They're being extraordinarily lazy, and this is bothering Marge. I don't know how you can all just lay around the house on a nice day like this. When was the last time we went for a good old-fashioned family walk? Well, we stopped those when the kids said I was too fat to carry. Oh, come on. Let's go for a walk. This family's getting so lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm just, um, uh... Lisa, finish my sentence for me. Why don't you finish your own darn... It would be nice to have someone to finish my sentences for me, because sometimes I just start talking and I have no idea where the sentence is going to go. So, um, remember this segment, because this is the last time we see the family in this episode, basically. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, I get, they're at the, the, the mega story later on, I guess, but they're, they, they vanish after the first act. There is no other people. Marge, Lisa, Bart, all gone. All all vanish uh, after the first act of, of this episode. Um, so they go on a walk. 
they they uh, they walk around the neighborhood. They get made fun of because they're walking. I guess that's a they thing. They try to ride dogs. They Bart does try and ride a dog. Um, but Marge is having a good time. She enjoys walking with the family. Uh, and then they encounter uh something exciting on their walk. Oh look, there's the store where I buy my yarn. But you don't want to buy your buttons there. Phew, well, I dodged a bullet. Now, there's the place you want to buy your buttons. And that's where the bookmobile lady used to live. If you love me, you'll kill me. Hey, Mom, look. Ooh, looks like something exciting's happening. Well, we'll have to read about it in tomorrow's paper. Why can't we see it now? Well, it's not really on our walking route. So they go to see the new exciting thing. Even. I would like to point out that uh, Springfield has very specialized retailers. If you have one place you want to get your yarn and a different place you want to get your buttons. Whereas in the real world, we just have one store where you get anything craft related. This is what I like to call the past, Matt, when specialty retailers hadn't taken over, like giant specialty retailers hadn't taken over the world quite yet. Uh, of course, and you could make a living just selling buttons. I mean, my mother goes to a store that sells quilting supplies and it's not a giant store it's a local store she's and it still functions that's impressive that, that's some serious customer loyalty right there good for them they exist you know it's it they're out there they're still small business not, not nearly as many as it used to be but springfield i think represents that kind of america it represents the, the place where the little mom and pop shop still functions and marge is the person that shops there um so there's a Big thing happening. People are excited. People are gathering. Uh, the rest of the family basically drags Marge along with them to see it, even though it's not up on their walking route. But it's the opening of a, ve a mega store, as it's called, which is a a fortune mega store. As, excuse me, as it were, because it it is a store that is founded by a man named Arthur Fortune, who is basically Richard Branson. With his Virgin Mega Stores. It was really popular in the late 90s. Yeah. I mean, he's, people still know who Richard Branson is nowadays. People still know him, but I feel like the whole idea of like the Virgin Mega Store or Virgin uh, Music Store, what was that called? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Virgin Records. That was a big thing in the late 90s when people were still buying CDs. Virgin Records. They were very, I yes, in in like late 90s, early 2000s, Virgin Mega Store was really neat. Um, now it's, they're gone. <laughs> they, they went out of business, uh, unless you're in Japan. However... Arthur Fortune is that that thrillionaire, right? The the this exotic rich person that uh chases did, after. Did you just say thrillionaire? Yeah. Okay, it's, just checking. It was a it's a real thing, Matt. There, the, that that's why that inspired this very episode. All right, then. Well, I learned something new today. That's I try and enlighten us all. So, this this Arthur Arthur Fortune, the Richard Branson type, has come to Springfield and has brought his thrilling ways with him. You know, I've done a lot of exciting things in my life. I went down Mount Everest on a boogie board, oh. climbed Niagara Falls, oh. and just last month, I knocked out Muhammad Ali. Oh, but this is the biggest thrill ever, the opening of my 112th store. Now, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for my accountant today. It seems I have too much money. Who wants a dollar? I do! I do! I do! I do! I do. <laughs> All 
right? What's your name, young man? I don't know. Just give me the dollar. Well, I hope this starts you on your way to a great fortune. Now, who wants the second dollar? I do. Uh, well, all right, here. Now... I do. Oh, the heck with it. Dollars for everyone! That man's totally insane. Now <laughs> this goes right in the old poor box. Not so fast, old chum. Ah! We love Apple Fortune. He gave us a dollar. Woo! We love Apple Ooh, that flamboyant fop. He's got the meeting out of his hand. Well, you have to admit, he is charismatic, sir. Oh, bosh. Anyone can lead a conga line. Up to it, Smithies. Conga, conga, conga. We love Monty Burns more. Conga like you mean it. Please don't make me shock you. You hear Monty Burns there. Uh, he is on. He was on his way to burn down an orphanage and is using. Uh, that's a very handy cow catcher that he has on the front of his car as well. But he is Springfield's millionaire, billionaire, I guess. Although his wealth level varies. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes he's practically poor. <laughs> yes. Sometimes he has no money. Uh, this episode, I guess he is a billionaire. Um, he's. He sees Arthur Fortune. He is, Arthur Fortune is getting all this attention. Called the most loved billionaire in Springfield or whatever. Uh, and he's jealous. Uh, and I I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting too much on this episode and thinking maybe of things it could have done instead of what it did. And it feels very much like this is ready-made. This episode is ready-made for a Burns-Fortune rivalry. Uh, a, a, a look at how... Maybe it's just the, the current climate, the current social climate and how uh, we worship wealth and the wealthy. And I thought maybe it could, you know, with Homer in the mix bet in, in between two rival billionaires, that'd be a, a, a neat story, right? Yeah, it could be great. They could be fighting for his affections or whatever. You know, I, I don't I, know. It's, it's an interesting situation that they've set up so far. And uh, it, it feels like there's a lot of room. Uh, for stuff there and it goes like it right here it starts an interesting place with burns jealous like why don't people like me and it and it kind of it's pretty smart about how it is portraying these different displays of wealth and how we display even wealthy characters in television um burns is watching the news and gets upset when he sees the story about him and arthur fortune springfield is still swooning from the whirlwind visit of playful plutocrat Arthur Fortune. Oh, the man has no idea how to behave like a billionaire. Where's the dignity? Where's the contempt for the common man? This new breed of fun-loving billionaire is a welcome change from the classic joyless miser brooding in his cavernous mansion. Bah! 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 Grasping a glass of brandy with his thin, claw-like fingers, and a superior smirk on his greedy, soulless face. Ah, I thought I had everything. Money, good looks, strong, sharp teeth. Ah, but what's it all worth when nobody likes you? I like you, sir. Are you still here? So Burns wants to be liked. Which is weird, because it's the first time he's really ever cared about this. Like, all he's ever cared about in every episode is power and maybe having an heir uh, in a couple of episodes. Uh, but now, all of a sudden, he just wants to be loved, but not by Smithers or anyone, you know, who's required to love him. I don't... Like his mother, who we haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> I... Asking for strong continuity in the season 10 Simpsons is fool's errand, Matt. 
I I mean, yeah, I I think it's been mentioned, it's been alluded to previously about you know, I think in Old Man and Lisa when he's on that when he's going to the grocery store, you know, uh, he's sitting next to Barney, I think it is, and Barney's like, "Aren't you the guy that everyone hates?" And he's like, "No, not me. I'm Monty Burns." <laughs> And I think that's He's finally aware that people don't love him. Yeah, I think that's it's a question of awareness. And like, I, I think I think you're right in that. Yeah, he's never really cared that much about it before. But you can analyze endlessly analyze different aspects of different characters by giving them weird situations and putting in a situation where Burns is shown that, oh, no, people don't like him. And here's a guy that's like a very similar architect to him, this rich guy who is very who's loved who's who's adored by people and that's an interesting place to put burns the character so that doesn't bother me um and like i'm like curious to see how burns is going to react um we have that we go to commercial after a very long first act yes and when we come back uh we see that home or uh Burns comes along to uh, Homer uh, who is juggling plutonium rods and asks for Homer's help Simpson, I need your help. I want to be loved. I see. Well, I'll need some beer. I want you to look at me the way I saw you look at Arthur Fortune. Oh, Arthur Fortune. <sighs> yes, that's the look I'm looking for. What would make you and your slovenly kind look at me that way? Well, you don't have to call me slovenly. Yes, exactly. That's the kind of pointer I need. Tell me more, fatty. Hmm. I just, I don't know if it's politically correct or not, but I love what Homer says. Well, I'll need some beer to love you. <laughs> I if you don't take it to that extent. It's still really funny. I I I laughed too, man. To, that's the. It's probably okay, my good. favorite gag of this whole episode. Honestly, is oh, is, yes. is Homer's, Homer's Homer's just like I'll need some beer. He's not saying no. He's just like I'll need some beer. That's right. He doesn't say no to Mr. Burns. He just says, well, I'll need some beer it, and a lot of money, hopefully. But not Homer. He just settled for the beer. It doesn't. So and this is where it starts getting. I Like, why does Burns go to Homer for this? Because Homer is the only person he relies on besides Smithers, but still can't remember his name. I that's the I it, it is a there there. It is not the largest leap of logic in this episode. It is actually quite almost infinitesimally small when compared to things that happen later on. But it's it's a question that is immediately raised. You're like, why is Burns going to Homer when he needs to be liked? Like if it, like yeah, I, I mean, mm. well, I was they, gonna say it wouldn't he be become governor. He, he put in this giant team full of evil people to to help him. And in this case, he just goes to Homer and says, hey. Why do you like Arthur Fortune? Which is a good question, and I, I assume Homer has a few answers at least uh, that don't begin with, "Oh, we just worship rich people in this country because we all want to be rich." Homer probably has easier things, like hey, throw money at people. I don't know, but they, they, they. I understand why. You know, you want to put them together so that they can have have things happen. <laughs> That's so, true, because uh, anything wacky that's going to happen has to involve Homer. It can't I, just be a side character by themselves. Yeah, God forbid. It's it feels very much like Viva Ned Flanders all over again. You know, it's very much like we want Flanders wacky adventures, so we put Flanders and Homer together, and we're not going to necessarily <laughs> we're not going to necessarily invest a lot of time in trying to put a why to this. They just do, and it works. Surprise, surprise, because <laughs> they wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yes. Uh, at this point, 
uh, Homer and Burns go out and they start throwing money at people, specifically silver dollars, which doesn't seem like a good idea as coinage is mildly heavy, especially silver dollars. Those are probably pretty dense. If you threw regular coinage uh, off a building, people would be like, oh, that kind of smarted. They wouldn't cause the kind of damage that you see here. But a silver dollar is uh, that's that's really heavy uh, compared to other coins. So it probably caused some of this damage. Maybe maybe a broken piece of glass that was stolen, but I don't know if they could pierce Lenny's head in the way it does. I saw it on the show, Matt, so it happened. Of course. That's how Simpsons Season 10 works. If you see it, it has to be able to happen, right? It's gross. On top of that? <laughs> also, yes. Uh, Lenny tries to doff his cap, a.k.a. coin, uh, to a young lady and gets blood squirting out of his head onto her. Because why not? It, I don't I don't know. I don't it's like an itchy and scratchy cartoon. It really is. And that's not the kind of thing you should be seeing in real life, but season ten. <laughs> hey. I mean, again, I'm saving I'm saving I'm I'm letting I'm letting that pile up inside, Matt, for act three. I'm letting all this all this confusion, frustration, I'm just letting it build up inside. You you get you, get, you gotta let you gotta let this you gotta let the silver dollars and all you gotta let all that go. You gotta let the big novelty checks let all that let all that wash away in the wind. Exactly. Uh, even after this stunt of throwing money away, Burns is not in the top one hundred uh, billionaires, which is apparently a teen teen dream type magazine with all of their faces on the cover. In fact, Burns is still behind Adam Sandler in popularity because apparently Adam Sandler was a billionaire in the nineties. Who knew? He wasn't. I know. Was, I mean, if he was a billionaire, would he be doing these awful Netflix movies over and over again? Maybe. Maybe I he mean, just really likes making movies. I don't makes, know. I mean, I, Adam Sandler is extraordinarily wealthy, and from what I hear, an extraordinarily nice person. Uh, his movies on Netflix are the worst things. Yeah, they're that, like Saturday afternoon matinee fare. That, that everyone watches, apparently. Apparently, they are the most watched things on Netflix. I've never seen one. I have no desire to, yet everyone who has seen one just says, no, don't ever watch it. So, you know. The way it works, I guess. Uh, so Burns, who has decided that he's going to keep trying, gets out his giant checkbook uh, because Homer tells him that lots of rich, crazy people donate to charity and writes a $200,000 check to the local hospital, which these days is not a lot, but it's still incredibly generous for Burns. Like these days, $200,000, like, all right, that's two MRI machines. Goody. <laughs> but still, that's a lot of money to give to a hospital. Unfortunately for Burns, uh, they just named the wing after whoever showed up with the check because... People taking the money are morons, I guess. Again, that just I'm letting it go. Just, whoosh, just whoosh, out the. What the oh, yeah, I know. We, we either get clueless Homer or jerk Homer. I, I think clueless is a little better. No, clueless Homer is way better. Like I don't, I, I don't love like this. Uh, I think the first act in this episode is 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 good. I'll use that word. I'll use the word good. And then act two, not as good. Not not as good. I mean, we'll get to act three eventually, but act two, we'll say so far, not as good as act one. Yeah, strong words. So, yeah, yeah. After uh, they name the hospital wing after Homer and make a statue of him that Burns beats up and then gets injected morphine to cure his pain, he goes to the Simpson family to complain. And they say, hey, why don't you go on the radio? And Burns is like, oh, yes, I love the wireless because he's also British in addition uh, to being old. Uh, and Bart uh, mentions the name of the program. I think it's Jerry Rude and the Bathroom Bunch. Am Bath- I, do I have that correct, Robbie? Something like Bathroom Bunch, Bathroom Boys. It's because toilet humor and, toilet, and yes. things involving scatological humor are always the most funny thing and are a constant in radio. It's I, entertainment in general, I guess. I, I 
you know what? When you don't know where to go, you you search for the lowest common denominator and you'll find it. And that's poop jokes. Yep. Also fart jokes. Yep. So, uh, burnt. Go ahead. No, just affirming. Okay. Yep. King the Hill and over so, here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Miss uh, Mr. Burns decides that's a wonderful idea. He'd love to be on the radio because uh, you know the, he doesn't understand radio. Unfortunately for him, uh, as we have said, uh, Jerry Root and the bathroom bunch is basically a shock DJ who is pretty much Howard Stern, and it goes about as well as you think. Thank you, Nick Knack and Patty Wack. The Siamese midgets will be sure to catch your new series on Fox. Good luck, Mr. Burns. And if you get in trouble, I wrote some jokes about how white people are different from black people. Mm. How you doing, Mr. Burns? Jerry Rude. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I am pleased to... All right, let's get this geezer out quick so we can bring in the lesbian gladiators. You see, white people have names like Lenny, whereas black people have names like Carl. <laughs> now, Mr. Rude, I just want you to know I'm a good sport. If you want to make fun of my legendary love of cashews, <laughs> you have at it. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, how many times a day do you go to the can? No, oh, about 40, I suppose. When are we going on the air? We're on the air now, Skeletor. What? Question two. How long is your wiener? Seriously. Great heavens. What kind of radiolo show is this? All right, how about this? When was your first gay experience? Oh, well, when I was six, my father took me on a picnic. That was a gay old time. Oh, I ate my share of wieners that day. Oh, that sounds lovely. Queer. Queer. Um, ever murder anybody? Murder? Well, mistakes have been made. Monty, I've heard you're a pretty flatulent guy. Any comment on that? No, no, see here. Stop that. Attention, wireless listeners. Most of the sounds you are now hearing are not being made by me. Go stop. Stop. Oh, someone please stop the farting. Don't worry, folks. He's not dead. I still hear some faint sounds of life. So, yeah, that, uh, that's a very Howard Stern way of going about it. I, um, I disagree. Howard Stern is not that bad, generally. No, no. It's the Simpsons version of Howard Stern, essentially. Uh, I would, it is bad. I, what is the point of this, Matt? <sighs> I'm, uh, to, to make fun of shock jock DJs of the late 90s who seem to be everywhere. I, all right. Low-hanging fruit. Okay, cool. I don't. What does it tell Creamy me about what does it tell me about Burns? That he's old and out of touch and has no idea how to be loved. Yeah. yeah I think of. I don't know. Yeah, you're I there's not I don't know why this is here, but sure. Cool. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Uh at this point we uh learn that Mr. Burns is still still at it, uh, and that Arthur Fortune bought two male pandas uh for the zoo and got them to mate successfully. Because he's so awesome, even biology bends to his will. I mean, pan- I pandas are uh, like amoeba. They just split, right? Make new ones. Split down the middle. Yep, right? <gasps> yep, exactly. So, anyway, at this point, Mr. Burns decides that he is going to capture the Loch Ness Monster, and we go to a commercial. What was that you said, Matt? We go to a commercial. No, no, no. No, you said before that. What did you say? You said something about Burns going to do something. What? Did, what was that? He, he wants to be loved, so he's he's going to work on that. No, what what is he going to do? I mean, he's probably going to Scotland to have a little vacation. No, no I will yeah, say the words. He's going to capture the what? The Loch Ness monster, obviously, Robbie. I just was making sure that's what you said. So we come back. They're in Scotland. Suddenly, all of us just hey, we're in Scotland now. All right. And by the way, we brought Willie and uh, Professor Frank for some reason. Yeah, I can. Okay, 
I can see Professor Frank. He's a he's a smart guy. He has science stuff, right? You, we need to capture a cryptid. You're gonna bring the weirdo scientist. Like that that tracks. Why is I mean kind. Why, but I mean, Frank's kind of bad at it. Well, it's Springfield. Why is Willie here? Because he's Scottish. They have to Which make. Of course. But that. Why did Burns doesn't even know who Groundskeeper Willie is? He's a groundskeeper at the elementary school. Why would Burns even know who Groundskeeper Willie is? Springfield is a small town, and everyone knows everyone. Burns doesn't even know his own employee's name. Maybe Homer brought him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. It's. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to be. I'm not trying. I'm just looking for a reason in any of this. It, it, this third act is insane, Matt. It, it is insane. It, I I forgot. I haven't watched this episode in a long time, and now I remember why I haven't. Because this third act is pure insanity writ large put onto the screen. Because it, like, the first act, all right, makes sense. I, I like... I don't necessarily agree with every step along the way, but it makes sense. Okay, Burns jealous of another rich guy. Cool. That makes sense to me. That sounds like a Burns thing. Okay, second act. Weaker, because Burns just goes to Homer, no reason, and, like, they do it because, yeah, Homer's the wacky guy who they have jokes written for. And then they do chaotic things, which are, some are funny, some are not. But they, I got it. But then suddenly, it's not like there is no lead into this. It is just suddenly, I'm going to go to Scotland and get the Loch Ness Monster. See, if they had gone after anything even close to real, that'd be interesting. Like, oh, Burns is going to do something big. Yeah, he's going to go into space or do something crazy like that. No, he gets the Loch Ness freaking monster. Wait, okay, so they're in Scotland. Uh, They're at Loch Ness. And they see Willie's family, because of course they do. Hey, Willie, that old couple looks just like you. Hey, there's my ma and pa. They own a tavern hereabouts. They still have the same pool table in which I was conceived, born, and educated. So you're back, son? Aye. I suppose you'll be leaving soon. Aye. I, I mean, I don't know I'm why... I'm so glad you included that. We really needed that. I don't know why Willie is here on this trip, but I can appreciate Willie and his family exchanging non-emotion with each other. Even though... By Willie's own account. The only emotion that Willie has is drunkenness. Willie's own account, his father died. He was hung. So I don't know who that man was. Stepfather, I would assume. I, I, again, the, the, them not getting Willie's family straight is a minor quibble compared to what is happening here. So, about to happen. Yeah. So they are looking for the Loch Ness Monster. They have a bunch. The Frank has a lot of inventions. All of them are bad. Homer goes underwater in like an old timey diving suit, except he all he ends up in the is in the local bar playing pinball, which I'm with you, Homer. Yeah, for real. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down here working, boss. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah ding, down, ding, 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 ding. In, down in the cold water for hours. So he's they, they send him down there with an old timey diving suit. Nothing works. Uh, Frank's machines are bad. He there's a. Well, this if this segment was funny, I think I could maybe stomach it a little bit. But aside from Willie and his family, I can't. Oh God! Uh, the Franks thinks he's found the the monster, but then it's just a frog. What? Yes, because he has a a piece of equipment called the Frog Exaggerator. Oy. I guess that's a like that's an idea of a joke that Frank has machines that are wacky. I uh, okay. Oh my god. So they can't find the the monster. 
because it's hiding and it has 24 miles of water to hide in. Right, Matt? Yes, exactly. Right. So they decide to drain the lake with a pump because they flood the town, the nearby town, with a pump, a hand pump. Driven by Frank, the weakest of them. Who was kidnapped, by the way. Who was kidnapped. They basically turned him into a slave. Yeah, that's that's good. So they uh, they drain the lake, and naturally, uh, there's nothing there, and they go home. Because why on earth would the Loch Ness Monster be there? Oh, no, wait. That's my version of events where I like this episode. Uh, they find the Loch Ness Monster, and <laughs> Burns wrestles it into submission. They see it! I see the monster. Nay, there's merely Loch Ness High School's discarded homecoming float. No way, Aberdeen rules. Got it. Come on, boys, overpower it. Fine, I'll do it myself. Mr. Burns. I was a little worried when he swallowed me, but well, you know the rest. Did it kill you? Is that what happened? <laughs> Help me. Are you trying to fathom why if suddenly the Loch Ness monster exists? Help, man. Help. I need you. I need help. I need. I need. Man, if I could help somebody, <laughs> I would have damn sure helped myself. I don't. What is? Okay, so let's. I'm going to step by step. They drain the lake. They find an abandoned parade float, which is funny. I like that bit. It's one of the, like, three gags in the third act that I enjoy. And then the Loch Ness Monster appears. And I do think it's funny that in the production, they wanted it to originally be colored green, but overseas they colored it pink, and it would have cost so much money to change it, they just left it pink. So that's one. I that's, I find that humorous. That's not really a part of the show, but it is a the story about this episode that I find funny. But then the Loch... So the Loch Ness... The Loch Ness Monster is there. A remnant, a, a cryptid remnant of a, a dinosaur that has lasted somehow for millions of years, which is, by all accounts, incredibly, it's impossible. There's no, there's no Loch Ness Monster. It's like several levels of impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, there's, there's not even any, like, there's no connection to any form of truth to a real life Loch Ness Monster. But even, it's, why? Why? Why, Matt? Why is there a lock? Why is the... Looney Tunes. That's all you need to say. Just Looney Tunes. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. This is... Why is the Loch Ness Monster in this episode? Why? There's a perfectly valid... You can end this episode without Burns finding a Loch Ness Monster. Actually, it works way better for the, this plot if Burns doesn't find something and he ends up disappointed... That is that makes sense for the the way that this this shape for his arc in this episode, like that makes sense. Like okay, he gets jealous. He tries to be popular. It doesn't work. So he he uh he he goes harder. He does something even bigger and crazier, and then that fails too. And then he goes back to the status quo. That makes sense. That's easy. It's with easy reach. Why on earth? What? Why is the Loch Ness Monster in this episode? Why? The... Because no. they they wanted something funny for Mr. Burns to bring. I, that's... And, and, 
and they and he rest and he and Burns somehow corralled the beast himself, the man who, while punching a statue, needed morphine earlier. I don't from the inside. Let's let's point out that he <laughs> got swallowed by the beast at one point. I don't under why. Why is happening? What is happening to the show? Remember when they got an elephant and that was insane? I mean, obviously elephants aren't real, Robbie. So, I mean, it's no more insane than this. I feel like throwing something. I'm just so it's just it's just it's it's crazy to me. Like, I, I, I'm okay. I don't know. Always know what the line is between. Hey, the Simpsons has always been set in a semi-realistic universe. There's always been allowances. For a certain degree of cartoony behavior and and in the plot and character, and I don't always know exactly where where the cutoff is. I do know, however, Loch Ness monster way over the line, way past the degree, way I not allowable. I don't care. I don't not. I will. I refuse. No, no Loch Ness monster. Are you sure, Robbie? <laughs> that seems it's right up your alley. You love cryptids. I think they're interesting, but they're not real. And I don't want them in The Simpsons. I don't remember in the season one Simpsons when they made it joke of, about Bigfoot because they thought Homer was a Bigfoot. Uh, I do remember that. Remember yeah. That? I, I, I don't need them to stick to like the same old formula forever. But I, guys, why is the Loch Ness monster in this episode? What is going on? There's, and, and it's even worse. Like, I don't, if here. If, if they had done any, any work, any effort to actually push the audience in this direction slowly, gradually through this episode and make it a point about, about, <laughs> they just took, they basically just took us, uh, a, a, a nice, comfortable audience watching this show. And the first second acts are fairly normal Simpsons. Then they took us from that nice warm bath and they threw us in frigid, cold Arctic ice water. Because that's what this the jump is. It's suddenly we're doing normal Simpsons stuff in Springfield and then we're in Scotland and the Loch Ness Monster, who is pink and gigantic, is here. Okay, so the Loch Ness Monster is here and it's been captured by Burns single-handedly. And they bring it back to Springfield in, let's, I think, let's see, literally in the span of five minutes. This third act is like a hair over five minutes long. In five minutes, they are, they they are in Springfield, then Scotland, then they capture Loch Ness Monster, then back in Springfield. And that's in four, that's probably in four minutes because the, the actual ending of the episode takes a minute or so. So in four minutes, all that happens, Matt. Four minutes, they have gone to Scotland, captured Loch Ness Monster, back in Springfield. I mean, in one episode, they went to another planet and came back. So, you know, uh, you're not helping me, Matt. You're not helping me. <laughs> I'm not trying to help. I'm OK. So they're back at Springfield and they are doing a clear allusion to King Kong and having the Loch Ness Monster on display with Burns as the the, the host, the the MC, but in a a twist. <laughs> and that's a very generous it's a very generous label for me. Uh, all the pictures in the press of uh, people take of uh, people surprised and, and taking and uh, I don't know, covering the media covering the Loch Ness monster. The Loch Ness monster actually loves the attention. The Loch Ness monster is not a is <sighs> Loch Ness monster is like a human basically. 
That's what they're going with it, yeah. It's, like, it's intelligent, and it, it kind of sort of talks. Did you say that again, Matt? Just repeat that. Uh, well, it, it's intelligent, but it, and it kind of sort of talks. So the Loch Ness Monster is intelligent and kind of sort of talks, right? Is that yes. So right? not only do we have the Loch Ness Monster, we have a you know, at least sentient Loch Ness Monster, possibly even sapient. Yeah, I would say it is, honestly. Um, so he... The lot it is it a girl a boy do they haven't they they gender this thing I don't I don't think so it doesn't matter regardless it enjoys the attention it likes getting pictures taken of it um but Burns is alarmed by all of this freaks out ends up starting a fire uh destroying the the display and everyone runs off scared uh him and Homer have a little talk to end the episode. If you wanted people to love you, you sure blew it with that insane rampage. But you know what? To be loved, you have to be nice to people. Every day! But to be hated, you don't have to do squat! You know, perhaps you're right. I got so swept up with the notion of being liked, I completely forgot who I am. I'm a selfish old crank, and that fits me like a speedo. So what do we do with our friend here? Throw him in the dumpster? No, no, no. I really want to give the lovable scamp a good home. No! Tough luck, Simpson. Come on, Nancy. One more pull. No! Okay, okay. Want a shrimp cocktail? No. Yeah, they're not great. It's really sad that shrimp cocktail is not very good. Shrimp cocktail is a wonderful thing. I... Messing it up is practically a crime. So the the Loch Ness monster, the episode ends with the Loch Ness monster working at a casino. And not Burns's casino. No, it's because a, I assume someone wrote this and forgot that it was torn down. It's a different casino. It's just a, a random. It's a gen, generic named casino. I think it's something Vegas something or something like that. Yeah. Um. The episode ends. I'm gonna repeat that. The episode ends with Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, dressed up. In a uniform and where and and working is working at a casino, so it's a yep. it is a sapient creature because it gets a job. It's able to understand commands, obviously, and knows if it likes shrimp cocktails. <sighs> what do I do with this, Matt? Um, you put it out of your brain and forget that it exists, and do like you did before we watched this for this uh, podcast, and forget everything about this episode if you can. If you have any hope, but I don't. I don't like this. Is a gig. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I... This is the, this is what they went with. They sat down and they like this is the this is work of many men. And this is this is the choice they made a choice at a certain point that someone went. You know what could happen in the third act? He goes. They go to Scotland and they pick up. They find the actual Loch Ness monster and they bring him back and they, we do a King Kong bit. And people went, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> How do I? I I can't I I can't how do I can't fathom this? Well, this isn't Looney Tunes. I can't say this that is I not can't this is not Looney Tunes, Matt. This is even this is removed from that. This is past. Even Looney Tunes had its own set of like I've Looney Tunes had rules. Have you ever seen them? I haven't actually. I mean, it wasn't Looney Tunes. It was Roadrunner and Coyote specifically. They had a very specific set of rules oh, about yeah. how that 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 worked. But they had them. Like and they said this doesn't this this is always this and this is always this and they they worked with them those 
And I'm not saying that the show shouldn't ever try and break free of what we expect from it. I think it definitely should. But not this. What is this? What are you giving me? It's not funny. It's not charming. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. I live the whole, the, are you, the whole time. The whole time I've watched The Simpsons, they've lived in a world where the Loch Ness Monster was a sapient creature living in a lake in Scotland, and it now just lives in a casino in Springfield. Are you saying that the next twenty or Vegas? Are the next the next twenty seasons of the show, the Loch Ness Monster is still just working at a casino? Is it just keeps going like that? Oh, no, Robbie, didn't you realize each episode is its own universe? So uh, next week, when we come back to the next episode, will be a completely different universe where none of that has happened. I mean, I know that's what they say, so they don't have to take responsibility for anything they write. But this is not, this is like, okay, this in the same, this episode, we see Willie's father. And, and earlier, Willie has said he had been dead. And I don't care. I don't care if Willie's father is alive or dead. They can, that's, a, I don't care about that. That's fine. I'm not picking about that. Drop just randomly in a third act in the last, literally, last five minutes of an episode. Just throw it in the Loch Ness Monster? That's a South Park joke. I mean, at least it didn't ask for Tree Fitty. That's, at least that was funny. That's funny in South Park. This is not, there's no, I, I've lost my mind. This has driven me insane. It's, it's happened, Matt. I thought it would take it sure at least, seems like it. I thought it would at least take the season 11, but season 10 has got me there. This is ridiculous. I can't. I cannot. Does it bother you as much as it bothers me? I mean, it does, but I don't think I'm getting quite as worked up about it as you did. Uh, just because <laughs> at this point, by the time we've gotten to this point in season 10 of The Simpsons, I just kind of roll my eyes and just try and push past it and just take the good part as I can and leave the rest on the table. <laughs> Uh, that's probably healthier. That's how the episode ends. The Loch Ness Monster working the casino. This episode's bad. Indeed, it is. It, it's it's bad. I if Loch Ness, if the Loch Ness well, it's sad because the first act is pretty good. It is the first act is pretty good, and the second act is average, and then the third act is abysmal and ridiculous, and so over the top that I just can't take it seriously. And it's not funny, which is worse. You know, if it, if 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 some like if somehow I'm not saying it's impossible, but if somehow like they found a way to can like the weave the Loch Ness monster story into Mr. Burns being jealous about Arthur Fortune's popularity, I would give them the their due. But Arthur Fortune vanishes after the first act. He's gone. And he's not even, he's barely really even mentioned after that. Like Burns like obliquely references him once or twice more. Third act is we've lost the we've lost everything that that started in the first or second act. Like third act is entirely divorced from it. It seems that, and then they just bring in the oh, this monster. Like I don't. It's just it's not that they bring. It, it's just everything about it is just drives me crazy. Just straight up bonkers. Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't. What am I supposed to do with this? It, it's it's just so like it has to. <sighs> I could probably spend three hours talking about believability in The Simpsons, but. There's nothing else. There's nothing in this that redeems that I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I. I. I don't know if I hate this episode, but I certainly hate the Loch Ness monster. That's legit. Even though, as a character, he has a there's a, that certain weird charm, but it's not. That's not the Simpsons. Like at a certain point, what show are you doing anymore? Yeah. Like no, which like mm, it's like when you dish upon a star, when it's like this isn't the Simpsons. What is this thing? 
It's t- like that, that season 10 is just insane to me because you have that episode when you just want to start, which is like this weird piece that's about these celebrities. And then you have this episode where like the literal Loch Ness monster is a character. And I don't. Okay. We'll rank it at the end of the show. <laughs> so, Matt. Yes. Um, now's the time for our next segment. It is my favorite episode or fix this episode. Wow, I think we finally have our first candidate for Fix This Episode. So, yes, my question for you. Is this episode broken? I, I hesitate to say broken more so than just bad. But honestly, I feel like the third act could have been salvaged very easily by just having Burns do something that, one, actually would make people like him. Do something extreme. Do something Archer for, uh, Arthur Fortune-esque. And having the people, you know, love him, but then him finds out how fickle people are or something like that. Matt, Matt, I mean, the second act is kind let, of weak. Let me let me stop you right here. Is this episode broken? Yes or no? Yes. Then it's time for Fix This Episode! No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick <laughs> fix. Ah. I finally got to play the music. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, this episode's definitely broken. Uh, you're right. The third act... It's locked, the Loch Ness Monster. Why? I, 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 like, you could honestly, here, fix this episode. The first act is good. Like, you don't need to do anything about it. Second act, take out, I would say you take out the stupid Jerry Root stuff. But, again, you don't even really have to touch the second part. The second act. The third act. It's not good, but it's serviceable. Yeah, it's serviceable. It's not, it's not terrible. But the third act, even if you somehow, some reason, want to send them to Loch Ness, just have, not have the monster be there. Have them discover nothing and make that the character point and make jokes, make more jokes about Willie and Scotland. That's fine. Like, it wouldn't be great, but it'd be better. Although, like, or, yeah, do something Arthur, what would Arthur Fortune do? What would Richard Branson do? He wouldn't go, he wouldn't go look for a Loch Ness monster. He'd try and uh, ride a balloon around the world or something. <laughs> exactly. Or, like, try and take a trip into space. Or, or you know, do something adventurous. Go, un- like, go down, like, take a sub into the Marianas Trench or something like that. I, like, Richard Branson doesn't go looking for cryptids. He does adventurous things. <laughs> yeah. He tries to set world records about travel <laughs> or going into space or stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, it's, it, it, you know, it, and, like, that's all you have to do. You just make him do that and come up with some jokes about and it. And then it turns out people will love him. Yeah. Uh, or... Hey, easy arc. He does the thing. Burns is actually like through great effort and 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 work. Him and Homer and someone, whoever, go and do this crazy athletic achievement and set some world record. And everyone still hates him, and he doesn't understand it. And then it gets to explain to him that it doesn't matter what he does. He's a jerk, so people don't like him exactly that's all and like hey and that's that's how you end the episode that's it it's fixed it's easy you don't include the Loch Ness monster Nessie what are there still people who think but Robbie the Loch Ness monster is why you have the whole episode (sighs) there are there still people who think Loch Ness monster is real uh there are people who think every stupid thing is real I guess that's true I mean there's just it's categorical at this point there's no Loch Ness monster and there never was yep there's just no chief okay We've proven our point, I think. Enough Loch Ness Monster for now. So that was our first, the first installment of Fix This Episode. The episode's fixed. Do what we did. Do Go back in time. Do what we say. Right? Do what we say, Festival. Yeah, exactly. 
we can move on to our next time. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments news groups are right through the old alt TV and Simpsons news group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode primarily. If there's anything else I uh anything else interesting, I'll try and grab it. Simpsons Archive, also very valuable resource where they collate a lot of this stuff. Um people mostly didn't like this episode, Matt. I'm shocked. Shocked. It was pretty negative. Uh, I have a few of them. This is the first Burns episode in some time, but unfortunately, it's not a very good episode. Burns' attempts to be loved really aren't all that funny, and too much emphasis is placed on violent or gory bits and dumb sight gags. The Howard Stern takeoff wasn't much of a parody, and the Loch Ness Monster bit came out of nowhere and had re- weak resolution. Also, speaking of weak resolutions, Arthur Fortune pretty much disappears after providing catalyst for the plot. Some of the more absurd bits, such as Burns' cow catcher, the shoplifting department, Frank's frog exaggerator, and Burns' unexplained overpowering of Nessie were pretty funny. The episode was quite weak overall. Grade D. Uh, poor execution and lack that's, of funny that's... jokes. Has... What were you going to say, Matt? So that, that's pretty accurate. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, poor execution. For once, the news group is dead on. <laughs> poor execution and lack of funny jokes has caused this episode to implode on itself. Poor plotline does not help either. I guess the writers cannot write a Burns episode correctly anymore. Grade 4 out of 10. F. Uh, it'd be great if the staff finally decided to do more than just a handful of burns up scenes each year, but if they continue to write for him as poorly as they've been doing for the past two seasons, this may be this may be the very way to go. Aside from Burns himself, plot wasn't all that creative, the jokes weren't all that funny or unpredictable, a lot of it just seems stupid. At least I found everything before Mr. Burns' first appearance pretty funny, especially the shoplifting department, and the King Kong twist was a nice touch. D+. plus. So, th- there were, I-, I did find some diamonds in the rest, some people did enjoy the episode. Much better than what I was expecting, judging from those lame box promos. It was a nice scene episode that didn't rely on cheap laughs about Homer's stupidity slash obnoxiousness. Looks like Swartzwater is back on top after a string of episodes that range from uneven to mediocre. A. Uh, finally, the best episode in some time. Great to see Burns being himself. In fact, great to see Burns, period. Plot was wonderfully done and got delightfully wacky during Act 3, especially the ending. The only bad part was grotesque humor after Helene got hit by a silver dollar. 8 out of 10. A minus. Okay, let me do the math right there. 8 out of 10 is a B minus, not an A minus. But I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm sometimes unsure about people's grasp of what letter grades mean. Or where they come from and what they mean where they're from. I, yeah. An 8 out of 10 is an 80, which is a B minus if we're going by, if you're, we're using a, a grading system, an A, A through F grading system. Regardless, most people didn't like it. Uh, the average was like a C grade, which in the news group is tantamount to death. Because they have given some pretty bad episodes like bees. So not a lot else there. People talking about Richard Branson, um, talking about Loch Ness Monster, and people even then, 1999, talking about how there's millions of ways that he doesn't exist. But I think the, I'm sure the swath of shows on the History Channel about monsters, that mythical monsters have only made more people believe in them than less over the years. Remember the History Channel was about history? <sighs> I remember when most things about TV were at least marginally educational instead of just reality TV everywhere you look. They're giving, there's less reality shows than there used to be. There's that, at least. Uh, if you say so. There are. There's less. There's still a lot. Don't okay. get me wrong. That's about it for this group for this week. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow? KBBL's gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite moment on the sea or on the water, on the ocean, on the lake? Any of those places. Water. 
moving water generally. Although there's some people who try to get around it. That's fine. Uh, tons of great answers, as always, from Brian. In Itchy and Scratchy Land, when they go in the log flume ride, Marge thinks it's nice and relaxing until they go down a drop and the log gets sawn in half. I'm I'm always amazed that they don't that saw doesn't kill anyone. Uh, yeah, it really seems like it would because you know it's a saw that's people are going to go around, but maybe they're just really good at physics and engineering. Maybe. Uh, next from James, the entire second half of Boy Scouts in the Hood from Homer's theory on seawater consumption, water, water everywhere. So let's all have a drink. To the hallucination of the Archie song, sugar, sugar, everything lines up perfectly. Uh, Alex, <laughs> the Thompsons. A lot of Kate Fear in this. A lot of Kate Fear answers, which I understand. Alistair, uh, the fate of Rod and Todd, water skiing. Uh, Flanders, how are my boys doing? Homer, they're fine. They're fine. They're not fine. Uh, Andy, a totally fun thing that Bart will never do again from season 23. Uh, family, uh, all, The family all makes a sacrifice and they go on a cruise and then Bart does whatever he can to extend the vacation. That's a, a very good, That's a, I mean, even a great episode. One of the, I think, a heralded ones from past the, the golden years. Um, Kevin, his answer is very simple. Who likes short shorts? <laughs> uh, from Chris. And they are eventually saved by, oh, let's say, Mo. I have to, every time we can get a DOS bus answer in there. That seems, we have to get uh, that in there. Uh, from Mike, night boat, the crime-solving the crime solving boat. Uh, Eric, four words, Godspeed, little doodle. Uh, then Eric with a K. I can't believe nobody has nominated Sideshow Bob's impromptu shipboard production of the HMS Pinafore. It's, I mean, it's you hard. said there were lots of people, so apparently he was in there quick. I mean, I think people were picking, I think a lot of people pick Kate Fear as in large because a lot of it takes place on the, on the boat. Right. Not specifically, although there were plenty of people. Also, these are split up between Facebook and Twitter, so sometimes people don't see the answers on the other one. Um, from Robbie, uh, Homer, I've never been a religious man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman. <laughs> uh, Alex, okay, whatever man, Krusty Burger on an oil rig. Uh, employee millionaire o-, o Benjamin. So many brilliant moments in Boy Scouts of the Hood, but the, this one stands ba- stands out. He'll be back here, fishy, fishy, fishy. Yeah. <laughs> they take the little. Uh, Alex at Alex BZ seven eleven has to be the classic Tyson Secretariat fight, aka slaughter in the water. Oh man, they were so drunk. Uh, Zach at Zach Kowalski, Homer crashing Ned's boat on his car from Homer Loves Slanders. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Ryan at EID9. Sorry, the only correct answer is Sideshow Bob singing the entire score from HMS Pinafore. Uh, Nicolino at the Nicolino. Night boat, the crime-solving boat. There's always a fjord or an inlet. Uh, Daniel at Veggie Duck. Navy SEALs are on the way! Uh, Jason at Real J. Williams. Uh, bug Zapper fishing, of course. Bart. Uh, Dad, it's not fair to use a Bug Zapper to catch the fish. Homer's response, if you love fish like I do, then you want, then you want them to die with dignity. I think I have a nibble. Zap. Uh, yeah lauren at oakland 88 homer taking mr burns out to international waters the land that law forgot giving us the epic monkey knife fight uh donnie at the zoo definitely when they're all strung up in the net by the pirates from my bus pass they've got my bus pass too i said shut up net face to honeydew is the money melon i'm laughing hysterically oh, on a crowded boy. bus as i type this just remembering it is honeydew the money melon uh all melons are disgusting but if it has to be any melons it should be cantaloupe all melons are disgusting. Melons are awful. What kind of monster are you, Matt? Someone who understands good flavor, and melons are terrible. Melons are great. Oh, they're really not. Be- well, okay. I think, one, I do, I appreciate the flavor of all the melons. Plus, you get so much food for the, for what, like. But the, it's just water. 
Hey, what's wrong with water? I need to get my water somewhere. I'm not drinking it. So am I? Myself? I've got plenty of water. Thank you. <sighs> okay. I mean, watermelon is mostly water, but I do like also, you know, it's not only water if you pour some vodka. Watermelon is terrible. Watermelon is chalk and water that people somehow say, oh, this is delicious. You pour some vodka in there, Matt. That's got, then you got a vodka melon. It's a little different. <laughs> vodka in the watermelon, huh? Yeah, you cut a whole, pour some, a whole bottle of vodka in there, and then you got water, watermelon vodka. Let it absorb for a bit. Uh-huh. No? no? I'm good. Thanks. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thank you guys uh, for all the answers there uh, for great. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is uh, Boy Scouts in the Hood. Uh, I mean, can anything be better than than the what six of them on the water? Homer's uh, fishing with a cheese doodle. The do 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 do, and then Homer, of course, saving them by smelling in the fog to the crusty burger on an oil rig. It's just, it's fantastic. I mean, it is fantastic, but it's no HMS Pinafore. If you say so, I I, I I guess that is your response. It is my response. It's tremendous. Uh, I love Sideshow Bob. I love Kate Fear. Uh, it is a perfect demonstration of Sideshow Bob as a character and the absurd ability of that character, to, uh, both how it's written, how Kelsey Grammer performs him, how it so easily pivots from absurd comedy of this dude performing a musical by himself on a boat, a houseboat, while he's kidnapped, while he's tied up most of the people on it, to Menace, where he is effectively threatening Bart. I don't, it's beautiful and hilarious and great. Uh, next week's question. What moment shocked you the most? That could be a good shock or a bad one. It's up to you to decide. I know my answer. <laughs> is it the Loch Ness Monster, Matt? It is not. Mine is a good shock instead of a bad shock. Okay, got it. Uh, but I'll leave it up to you. You guys can figure it out. Uh, I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash Pod, Twitter at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one medium, one one easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. You ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready. These are all from Homer's Odyssey. Oh, God. Episode You're th- really pushing this. Episode three of season one. Your easy question. Homer is rehired at the nuclear plant in what position? Uh, safety inspector. That is correct. Good job. All right. You, sir. Your first question for today. Mm-hmm. Who originally owned the trampoline Homer got for free in Bart's inner child? The Krusty. That's correct. Trampoline. Exactly. Just keep on driving. Yeah. Your medium question, Matt. What educational film do they show during the field trip to the power plant? Oh, what is the name of it? It's like Nuclear Energy and Me. Is that your answer? Yeah. Nuclear Energy, our misunderstood friend. Oh, dang. I was close. You were close. Fine. Are you ready for your medium question? I mean, probably not, but sure. Okay. Uh, what is the fake chemical Bart uses to burn the grass in Principal Charming? Uh, you've asked me this like six times, and every time I get it wrong. <laughs> I apologize. I don't remember asking it for you, but you know. And I'm definitely, while I've, we're here. I've definitely asked you, too. I'm sure I've asked you this question. I don't. Yeah, and I got it right. Actually, you didn't. You missed it. I think you you I don't believe you, a a bit of it you didn't you missed a bit of it and therefore I ruled you're incorrect. Um, mm-hmm. 
it is hydrogen, no, potassium, potassium, sodium hydrate. Sodium hydrate. That's not right. What is it? It is sodium tetrasulfate. Tetrasulfate. Ah, I knew there was a sulfate in there. Okay, Matt, your hard question. It's quite hard. Homer suggests a, a stop sign at which intersection at the council meeting? Oh, man. Um, I want to say it's I'm, I'm shot in the dark, 4th and Main. It is D Street and 12th. Oh, yep. Totally. I almost had that. Uh-huh. It's hard. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Your uh, hard question. What is the Simpsons sect of Christianity called? I need the full name. Let's see. I can say it's freaking what's another sect of Christianity? Presbyluthitarianism. You are so close. I think I'm gonna have to give you a point for that. What is Reformed Presbyluthianism? Reformed Presbyluthianism. Okay, I'm one point behind you, man. I know. It's coming down to the wire here. We have three episodes to go. 50? As as we stand today, 50 to 49. Closest it's ever been. Whew, it's going to be rough. Mm, I'm sure I will be able to snatch the snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. In the jaws of victory. But we can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is Bar Show, meant I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode's bad, Matt. It's very bad. I, it, 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 and like, it's just, it, it the first act, it, it, like, it fools you. It's like a trick. It is like a trick. It feels like, oh, right, this is pretty good. I like this Arthur Fortune Burns thing going on here. What's gonna, what's gonna happen? And then the second act, you're like, oh, it's not nearly as good as that first act. And then the third act, you're like, oh, this isn't The Simpsons. This is some other show. I like The Simpsons, but it's bad. Like, it's like if it was the Looney Tunes, but not funny. Um, I think this goes in the garbage pile. Definitely. I would definitely agree to that. I, I would say below Homer's Odyssey. Can agree to that. Um... Is it worse than Make Room for Lisa? Hmm. Is it on top of the garbage well, pile? Or is it in the middle? Really is what you're the... asking here, though, is is it is all-out wackiness worse than characters just acting stupid? And I think it goes above Make Room for Lisa just because I can accept crazy wackiness more so than I, I can accept just like the characters not acting like themselves and just being horrible people over and over. I will take wackiness over just horrible mischaracterization is what I'm saying. I think you're right. I I think I, I, I can't, I can't stomach the Loch Ness monster, but it's not like Homer's a jerk in this, you know, and the characters are, they all act like themselves to a certain degree. It is just the, it's just insane plotting. It's just insane. And I don't, I cannot fathom how they made this choice. How at some point they had a, they went, oh, how is this episode going to go? Oh, it ends with the Loch Ness monster. Why? I don't understand. Why would you do this? And like, we, and we just read uh, Mike Reese's book, and he talks about the process that every episode has to go through, and like how many rewrites and how many edits and how many times things get read and seen before they finally make it to the air. So this got seen dozens and dozens of times. It got animated. It got 
it went through an animatic and then a table read and an an full animation run and then two more like just the amount of people would have to see this and thought yeah this is fine just boggles my mind this isn't the simpsons i don't know what this is but an, an episode that ends with the loch ness monster being a sapient creature and working at the casino like what is going on like it was not too long ago where that was that was season nine. That was last season where we have an episode about Lisa and Marge kind of having a, a, a conflict about the existence of angels. You remember that? That was one season ago. And, and that was that was in a not particularly good episode, but it had an interesting it I, I discussion. Don't, yeah, it had it wasn't great, but it's leagues better than myths, and at least it it treated them like they're like characters. It treated like them like they live in a world where it is functionally like ours and it does. <sighs> okay. So right above make room for Lisa. 207 is Monty can't buy me love, which that song is money. Can't buy me love has been stuck in my head ever since we watched. Well, now it's, it's torn. It's a, uh, it's a uh, tainted forever. <laughs> I was going to say, like I was listening. We cause it was in last week's episode and now it's the title of this one is very close, and I just had money. Money can't buy me love. At least that's a good song. No, it's not tainted, Matt, because I'm doing my. I'm going to do my best to forget about this episode after after this week, after yeah. I after this is edited and posted. Uh, hopefully, I'll never have to talk about this aside from when we get to the other terrible episodes and go. Is it more ridiculous than the Loch Ness monster coming alive? <laughs> like we talk about those uh, the jockey elves a lot, but is that really that much far, far more far fetched than? Lock this monster? Lock not this, really. Not really. Not enough. Not, not really that mu- that much difference. Um, so money can't buy me love. Number two hundred seven on our list. Uh, first, still Homer's enemy. Last place is when you dish upon a star. Hold strong at two eleven. It's it's. It, I don't know how long or it will stay there, but it's the worst episode for a while. We got oh, there's only wait, there's only two more episodes, man. I said three. We only have two more episodes this season. Yeah. Oh. There's only twenty three episodes this season. Twenty four. Um. And our next episode is uh, one that I remember liking quite a bit, and that is They Saved Lisa's Brain, the Mensa episode with Stephen Hawking. I remember liking that. I do, too. Uh, and rather enjoying Stephen Hawking's uh, guest appearance. So, hey, it'll be good. I certainly hope so. <laughs> There's no Loch Ness Monster. i to wash this week's taste out of our mouth. There's no Loch Ness Monster in it. I know that for sure. Ah. So we have that going for us. Uh, that's next week. Watch along with us. Uh, you can find all the stuff at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Links to our Patreon. If you want to throw us a couple dollars, help us out. Keep the lights on. Uh, keep our, uh, our our backlog of episodes uh, hosted. Appreciate people who support us. Couldn't do without you. Uh, you can see find me online on Twitter at Robbie Norman. You can check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And The Serial Fanaticist, it's about lots of nerdy things, whatever I want to talk about. Uh, this most recent episode is continuing a, 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 my, a look into Frasier. And I forget what next. I think the next episode is a more book club. So be reading and discussing uh, Mikhail Bulgakov's Master and Margarita, one of my favorite books. So tune in for that next week. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, that's true. However, I have been working on cloud shaping uh, using uh, sound waves. So, you know, if you guys have any messages for me, uh, feel free to uh, access my research online and shape the clouds above my house. It's like skywriting, but uh, cooler because you don't have to actually be in the sky. Cloud shaping. Yep. 
use sound waves to move the, uh, the clouds into letters or pictures. I'm good with emoji. I'm Rami. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. <laughs> Shh.